Using video to reach people online with Kenny Jane. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here. I'm Carl. This week's episode of the show is brought to you by the brand new movie, Before the Wrath. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the movie and also share a clip with director-producer Brent Miller Jr. in just a minute. Uh, We've been receiving some great encouragement lately, especially around our new ebook, The Church Online Guide, which we just released. Uh, It's been downloaded by churches all over the world, which is really humbling for us. Uh, Countries like Canada, Nigeria, Australia, the UK, uh, and others. Uh, It's very humbling that churches all over the world uh, are using this content uh, to craft their online worship experiences. Uh, And we've packed a lot into the guide. It's, It's a comprehensive handbook on how to craft your online worship experiences. And as you return to your church buildings, you want to be sure not to lose the momentum that you have online. So keep serving both audiences uh, at your church well, both your in-person gathering, that audience, and also your online audience as well. Your online presence is a campus of your church, so be sure to treat it that way. Uh, you can pick up a book, uh, the, the Church Online Guidebook, at 1230.media forward slash church online. That's 1230.media forward slash church online. Also, while you're there, check out our free church online web series. Uh, that's 40 short episodes that are under five minutes each giving you tips for how to craft your online worship experience, how to make your website uh, better, uh, what are some ways to do online giving, how to do kids and student uh, experiences, how to craft your online worship experience, uh, and more. Uh, That's all there for you, absolutely free. Uh, The the web series is is free for you. The book is only $15 on our site. So uh, 1230.media forward slash church online to pick all that up uh, for your church, okay? Today on the podcast, I welcome my friend Kenny Jang. Now, this is an interview that we were going to put in a podcast episode earlier this year uh, before COVID shifted everything around. So we're circling back up uh, to our content with Kenny. And uh, we're going to be talking about how video is the new black. Basically, video is the name of the game online. Uh, Images are great, text is fine, but video is going to take your online presence, both your worship experience and your social media engagement to the next level. So we're going to dive right in uh, to talking with Kenny about video right after this video. Check this out. He warned us that a time of great deception would come. But we must hold on to our faith that one day he would return to save us from the end of the world. Narrated by Kevin Sorbo. Available now at BeforeTheWrath.com Hey guys, that was a little bit of the trailer of the brand new movie out, 
that you can use in your worship experience or to share with your congregation. The name of the movie is Before the Wrath. It's a mixture of live-action footage and theological experts on the topic of the rapture and the end times. It's pretty fascinating, and it might give your congregation some great questions to think about, especially in the times in which we are living. I actually spoke with the director and producer of the film, Brent Miller Jr., about the project. Here's a little clip of our conversation. Check this out. So tell me how this film um, can help pastors, give pastors a tool um, to, uh, to share with their congregations this new research and, and present it in, in a compelling way to their congregation. Uh, give me some ways that pastors and teachers can use this uh, with their people. Yeah, I mean, even though uh, prophecy has been marginalized almost out of all of the church in America, and I understand the issues, it's been so sanctionalized, it's, it can create division and conflict that I think a lot of pastors, they want to talk about the return of Christ. They want to talk about the signs of the times of rapture, but a lot of them may, may not know how to approach it, how to get their mm-hmm. congregation involved. And I think films like Before the Wrath, are perfect. They're a perfect tool that speaks across denomination, um, de- denominations, to be able to share a message about the return of the Messiah at the end of days in a way that actually creates a, a, a great new dialogue with the pastor and within the church. And so first and foremost, watch it, share it. Um, in fact, Ingenuity Films, uh, we have waived all public licensing fees. You know, if, if, if a pastor wants to show this to their congregation of a thousand people, go ahead, because that's the point of the film. We, we need yeah. to get this discussion back into the church. Hey guys, to watch my full conversation with Brent, check out the show notes page for this episode of the podcast at makingsundayhappen.com slash 252. Brent and I talk more about the style and the content of the film, the experts seen in the movie, and more. You can check out my full conversation with him at makingsundayhappen.com slash 252 for the full interview with Brent. All right, now let's jump into my conversation with my friend Kenny Jang on how video online is the new black. Watch this. Well, hey, guys, I'm with my friend Kenny Jang. Kenny, what's up, man? How are you doing? Always good to see you, Carl. You too, buddy. So uh, earlier this year, we were both uh, at the NRB together in the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And this is uh, a couple of years for you, right? You've been, you been there? Yeah, I think it might have been my sixth year or seventh year. It's hopped okay. around the country, right? Uh, but it feels good to be back home in Nashville this year. Yeah, it does, man. And uh, we were just talking that, uh, man, we left, and then a couple of days later, a uh, really bad tornado uh, hit the area. So, uh, man, count your blessings. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like so, much, so many of us have friends in Nashville or connections in Nashville, so I feel like this is one of those times where the impact is heartfelt and real, right? It's, 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 this time it's real. I know, man. Um, well, we were uh, you. You actually left a, a day early from the from the convention, and uh, we were going to hang out and do a a quick interview in person, um, but just didn't get a chance to. So I wanted to get you on the line and kind of walk through some things from NRB. So you were uh, an MC at one of the stages, um, 
And uh, so there was like a workshop stage and a talk stage. Uh, in fact, me and Luke uh, McElroy were on stage and I saw some pictures uh, of us online on your social accounts. And uh, so you did not heckle us. So thank you. Really appreciate that. Uh, I was I was fully prepared to, but you know what? You yeah. guys look like two smart looking gents on stage. Um, I really do appreciate the, the teachings that you guys had. It, it is a topic. I mean, this is what you're doing here where you're podcasting, yeah. uh, but it is a topic that feels like um, it's a, it comes in waves. It comes back, it comes back, it comes back. If you talk to Rob from Lipson and say a phrase like, hey, podcasting is back, and he's like, well, it never, it never left. The stats just show uh, growth in podcasting, you know, right and to, to the top, right? just keeps on growing. And um, I love the fact that you guys were willing to share and basically just open up and share all your secrets on stage. I think it was a really, really impactful session for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we actually reused that content. Uh, you know, me and you uh, talk a lot about repurposing uh, content. And that's one thing that, that Luke and I did. In fact, I was wearing another lapel in the session. Um, and then we repurposed, uh, you know, that, that entire session for a podcast episode. So, so you were emceeing another stage, uh, and you had some, some great, uh, speakers on that stage. Uh, Chad Williams, uh, was on the stage Nachi Lazarus, yep. uh, Nachi's a, a fantastic guy. I got to talk with him a little bit. Um, and then, uh, Warner Wallace, who's a detective, um, yes. Uh, and some other guys, why don't you uh, kind of tell us, uh, you know, your day and then some things you might have learned. Yeah, what I, I love about NRB is that it's always changing, iterating, trying to figure out how do we improve. And so typically, um, I've been associated with the Digital Media Committee, um, and, and that has had a separate stage and separate day. This year, all the talks were, you know, interspersed, which I think is great because you got exposure to different audiences and different audiences got exposure to different topics and speakers um, but yeah it was great to have um, 5q on the stage represented by chad williams they've done a lot of great things um, they have a SaaS product that they've organically built out of the needs for their um, clients that's an ultra personalization engine for content which i think is really interesting it's called journey um, but he talked about leadership in a digital age and i thought that was um, apropos especially as um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but in, in my corner of the, of the universe, uh, I'm seeing so many um, topics come up that are not just about the actual execution skills development, but management development, the softer side, the EQ, um, you know, mindfulness, all this other kind of things that, um, you know, for good or for worse, are being forced um, up the management stream. And um, Chad, I think, surfaced a bunch of those things, which I thought was great. Um, and then that was contrasted with Nachi, Nachi Lazarus, um, great consultant from India, traveled all the way here. Um, and he was sharing really practical things about funnels, content yeah. funnels. And, um, you know, church marketing is, uh, I don't know about you, Carl, what do you think about the word church marketing? We've come a long way in the church world, um, in the ministry world, but marketing used to be a really like dirty word. Like you and I would have to take a break and talk about it in the corner. Uh, right. but now, um, People are starting to embrace these, you know, best practices from the secular marketplace and applying them to ministries and churches, right? 
Well, I think that comes uh, a lot with like what you guys have done at Church Communications, um, that the the uh, the discipline or the the corner of that uh, communications directors at churches are getting a little bit more of a popular position or more churches are realizing the need to hire that role. Yes. Um, and, uh, and you guys are creating a platform for that. Um, yep. And then guys like Justin Dean, who's a friend of ours, um, you know, creating a, a conferences for, I just, I think the whole space is, is elevating some in the communications world um, where people are, are more mindful that communications and marketing are, are very important when it comes to church world. Yeah. And um, what Nacho was saying basically was you can't just, you know, vomit out content for content's sake. You got to be mindful and, and strategic of what type of content for when your audience um, best is receiving it and considering their relationship with you. So I thought that was really helpful. And then we got Jim Warner Wallace, Jay Warner Wallace. He's a homicide detective a cold case detective literally like he was in the police force as a homicide detective what is a homicide detective doing at a christian media conference um i got to meet uh, jim i don't know maybe it was seven years eight years ago when he came to visit us at liquid church in new jersey uh, but basically it's kind of like the case for christ type of story with uh, lee strobel um, he actually investigated the death of Jesus as if it was a cold case murder and went to primary sources and went through the whole process and, you know, then found truth. And now he's using that platform and stage to share with people. How do you make the connection with culture out there, right? Not the insiders. We got to get out of this holy huddle and become culturally relevant with our gospel that we're trying to share. So yeah, it was, it was a great a mix of talks and I think people were enriched by it. So, um, yeah. and I love the fact that you've been, how many years have you been associated with NRB managing and running those volunteer teams? NRB yeah. would not happen with, without the volunteers and all the stuff that your team does, Carl. That's true. Yeah. Two, 2004 was my wow. first year. So uh, yeah, I've been, uh, been around and uh, there and, have and you it's, yet? you must be like, you didn't sleep during the conference that whole week. I'm sure you're still, recuperating yep yep exactly the week of the conference is very very little sleep uh you know we go all day long because we there's sessions early in the morning and late at night um and so uh so yeah we we go all day uh, but i think it's a it's a really testament to the importance of volunteers that both run conventions like that and also our churches i mean volunteers Absolutely. are the lifeblood of of what we do most of the time it, it takes an army you know most churches they, there's no way that you can afford every single position that's needed to run a Sunday. No way. Um, and so an army of volunteers to be able to do that, man, is, is invaluable. So, uh, Absolutely. And so, I mean, I, I think, um, forget about the selfish perspective from the staff's point of view. Um, volunteering is one of the best ways to put your faith into action. And we're called to, help and support the church, right? The ministry that actually goes out and sends people out as heralds. So uh, I think it's a win-win. Um, but again, I, I hats off to you for the longevity and the investment that you've had in that community with volunteers. Well, we talked about it a little bit, but tell me a little bit about the uh, church communications community. You guys are doing a lot over there and uh, um, you're moving and grooving. So, so tell me about the 
Facebook group and just all, all the things that you have going over in the ChurchCom community? Yeah, we are um, pretty excited. Katie Allred and I lead this thing called the Church Communications Facebook group, which also has, um, I mean, there's all these other platform elements. We've got a website, a podcast. Um, we have um, now, we've just launched uh, weekly live shows for every day of the week inside the group. Uh, we've got um, a summit, online summit happening in March. We're going to have another one focused on Instagram, particularly in April. We're publishing a crowdsourced book from the community. I'm particularly proud of that. We crowdsourced 90 case studies of Instagram posts that worked, and we're publishing that as a book um, coming uh, in, in conjunction with the Instagram um, conference. Um, there's a whole slew of resources that we're coming. The, the, back to the Facebook Live programs, we're going to launch a Roku TV app and an Apple TV app because if, once you have six weekly shows, you know, over 50 weeks, that's 300 shows. Um, so, the, you know, they'll populate on YouTube as YouTube channels and playlists, but we want to get the word out. And so Apple TV, Roku, where, you know, you got to go to where people are today. Um, and so all of those things are part of the mix this year in particular. And um, yeah, the community just continues to grow. We're at 22,000. We'll probably hit 23,000 by Easter, uh, the way it looks. Uh, people just continue to invite their friends. Um, and we are, you know, we're trying to up the game and resourcing them with content and best practices and connecting people together with each other. Yeah, man, you guys are killing it, doing a great job. Um, so tell me as far as the, uh, maybe you've learned this from not only just your research and, and being around, but also crowdsourcing and stuff. Where do you see social media headed? You've talked about TikTok before, um, and maybe Instagram. You're, you're a big fan of LinkedIn. And I have to say my LinkedIn game, not good, not good. So, <laughs> but you, but talk, you, Carl. I know, but talk. you, uh, you die on the hill of LinkedIn. So, t so tell me where, where is, uh, where's social headed? Well, um, I think social is evolving as it continues to evolve. We're seeing, right, we're, we're seeing Facebook Live, um, Instagram Live, YouTube has a live product. Um, we're seeing all these things evolve. We're seeing, right, it, it, I predicted if you go back, um, I think it was two years ago, Neil Smith and I did this battle of the predictions, and we even made a, like an animated motion graphic video and all that kind of stuff that's narrated. But back then I said that, what did I say? I said that Facebook was the TV of today and TV was the radio of yesterday. That, uh, and that's where we're going, right? We are no longer watching the big screen on, um, on synchronized programming. We are all consuming content um, on multiple screens, on our mobile screen. Mobile first is definitely something that everyone needs to adopt today. If, you don't, if you've never heard of that phrase or you don't know what that is, you need to stop right now <laughs> and look that up and wake up. Um, people are just uh, consuming video all over the place. So video is where you have to lean into. TikTok is one of them. TikTok is one of the largest. It's like the biggest secret that everyone knows, yet nobody knows about. Um, and brands have not gotten on there to ruin it, right? Marketers ruin everything. <laughs> and then TikTok is one of the places where they've started to creep in, um, but they have not ruined the platform. There's great, uh, great... Um, Channels. One of my favorites is the Washington Post, Carl. An old, old uh, model, newspaper, print paper. Their Washington Post team is killing it on TikTok. 
and humanizing the experience and using social to establish relationships so that I actually want to buy the paper to read the stuff that the guys I see on TikTok are writing about, which is quite amazing uh, yeah. for, because some outlets are using it the right way. LinkedIn, it feels like the good old days of Twitter when it all started. The algorithms are fresh. People are not gaming it yet and you can get tons of traction. Uh, Carl, especially with you, that with, a, uh, with the ability to pump out video, um, I think you need to get on it. We should almost do like a 90-day uh, challenge with Carl Barnhill and track it like a reality TV show. We should, that's what we should do, Carl. We should every week have you release a couple of videos and see what happens. And over the course of 90 days, see literally um, if you can attract uh, an ecosystem there of uh, peers and fans and, and even customers. Uh, because that's what's happening on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is now a social network. It is no longer a repository of resumes. So I think you're onto something. As long as you serve as the host of the rea reality show, <laughs> I, I can be there. So uh, if you're game, I'm game. Take one coming up, right? That, that's <laughs> one of those things. Awesome. Uh, all right. So uh, you mentioned video. So I really want to dive into that with you. So yeah. you have this phrase, video is the new black. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we are may, uh, our bread and butter at 1230 is custom media, especially custom video. Um, in fact, as we sit now, I'm constantly hiring up video producers. Absolutely. Video, video, video is, is where everything is and going. Um, and the stats, I mean, you, you know, this and can tell me this, the stats on the amount of video that is consumed daily between YouTube, Netflix, Facebook, everywhere is staggering. Um, so video is definitely where it's at and where it's going. So get me into this. Walk me through the idea of video is the new black. Well, um, on, so Netflix nation is happening, right? People are consuming video, binge watching, et cetera. But what is the, the cultural norm right now is that you're still echoing back to the days of cable and you can't find enough good content, right? There's a dearth of really high quality, good content. People are on the search. They, you have conversations all the time in, you know, at the water cooler, on the sidelines of your kid's soccer game, in the gym, et cetera. It's like, what are you watching on Netflix? What's the latest series that I should be watching, right? You're trying to discover new things because there's not enough good content. The demand is there. The supply is not this is your arbitrage opportunity for you to insert yourself into the equation and get in front of your audience with radically good content that is relevant to them. And that's, that's, the, that's the name of the game right now. Um, I think the technology has democratized the ability to produce content and publish content. There's always going to be the need for professional firms like yours and my agency to help um, with top shelf, top tier execution. But you and I know, and you and I are big proponents that you've got a video camera in your pocket. Yeah. You should use it and start to do it. And so, um, yes, uh, video is the new black and you, everyone needs to start embracing it. Because in the next, I would say 18, 24 months, if you're not producing video on a regular basis as an individual or even as a brand or as a church, 
uh, you're gonna be left behind. It's gonna be like that. I don't know if you're old enough, Carl. Those VCRs with the we used to make fun of the VCRs with the blinking twelve o'clock. What is a VCR? <laughs> a VCR? Is that what you're? <laughs> you're much older than me, Kenny. Come on, baby. So, um, but that's that's what it is, right? We it is easy to become a dinosaur. Uh, we are living dog years in terms of technology and the internet right now. And so put on your seatbelts and let's go. Well, I think me and you are examples of, you know, uh, when I was doing the podcast workshop at NRB, people would ask me what, what, what gear equipment do I use? Um, which we have some, I mean, I'm sitting right next to, you know, uh, a, a audio mixer and, and yep. things like that. But the video right now is being shot on my laptop. Um, and uh, are there times where we shoot professional stuff? Yes. But me and you both are examples of you can shoot the high tier stuff, but I'm shooting this on my laptop. You do your daily, um, you know, videos daily on KJ your TV. You know what? My daily KJ TV, let me see, uh, which start on my, on my cell phone. And then I bought this. Do you know what this is? This is a GoPro Hero 7 Black, okay, which is not even that expensive. It's just right, a I was going to ask you, bucks. how much did it cost you? I think it cost me $2.99. Right. Um, and it has ultra stabilization. You don't need those fancy gimbals and everything that, you know, like everyone drools because Carl and his team has access to all that fancy equipment. No, no, no. But you don't even need that anymore. However, I went backwards to using my iPhone. iPhone is what I use. I capture, yeah. I edit. And I publish all for my iPhone still. Um, I have put this back. I almost need to sell it because this, I haven't used this in about four months, honestly. Yeah. Um, what, do you, partly, what do you edit in? Um, I edit, well, a couple of different programs. But right now, InShot is my go-to app. Mm-hmm. Um, and then BigView is the other app because BigView is a great app that allows you to resize in editing, add music, et cetera. But it's also a teleprompter. So we need to do another uh, episode entirely on maybe ideas that a church can produce weekly content. Now, one, they're content machines cranking out sermons on Sunday. So yes. people, people say, well, I don't know what content. You're already creating mounds and mounds of content. I mean, your pastor's sermon notes are social media posts, they're blog yes. articles, they are daily, uh, or the, you know, they're podcast episodes. If you break up the sermon, I mean, there are multiple ways that you can repurpose what you're already doing for Sunday. That's one. Yes. That's one thing. But the second thing is, I wouldn't mind coming up with a, an entire list of, okay, you're the church comm director, and you can do a weekly uh, thing on your iPhone to talk to your church members about your men's event coming up, your yes. whatever, and you're going to interview your 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 uh, uh, pastor that's over the the men's event or your small groups leader or you know to do weekly shows and all kinds of stuff you you have the the mechanism in your church with your staff and the equipment in your pocket to get to your attendees today it's right you don't even you don't you don't need to buy anything on amazon you don't need to wait you don't need to borrow beggar steal right today anyone listening to this today you can go out and publish something and get some fantastic results. All right. So how you talk about being rewarded for video. Tell me how social media platforms reward me for using video. Um, Well, first of all, the algorithms, almost all of the platforms are saying, I want video more than I want text or images. 
Um, and your people naturally want it. That's why the algorithms are favoring that. And so, um, and, and to be honest, um, if you can get beyond the, this aesthetic factor, people are all, you know, weirded out by being on camera. If you can get beyond that, um, it's easier to produce video than it is to produce graphics and images and stuff like that. Even, you know, uh, other types of video. I mean, and if so, Kenny Jane can be on camera and not be afraid of what people think you can too. I think that's the message that we're taking. Right. That is the soundbite. <laughs> that's, that's tweetable. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, all right. So how have you seen video work for you? Obviously you do a daily, um, clip. Yep. Um, so you've, how have you seen, uh, video work in your context? Um, it has, first of all, uh, brought me more connections. So inbound connections, people discover and actually are, 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 well, people are sharing the content so that their networks, right? This, this second tier order of relationships are being exposed to me that I don't know them. And so the inbound connection request, I think is the first thing. Second is explicit transactional requests. Um, people, um, I think the, for my daily KJTV, I think the first 30 days, uh, within the first 30 days, I had two requests on LinkedIn and they, they were consummated in the contracts that were worth over, you know, it was uh, $60,000 or something like that worth of business uh, in terms of consulting um, from strangers, people that I did not meet um, in person yet. And so, and, and that's, that's part of why you want to use video. Video it helps you do three things in particular. These are the three things that in our digital team and our agency help brands do. It's one is it's to establish your authority, to demonstrate your relevance and to build trust with your, uh, with your target audience, right? So it's authority, relevance, and trust. We call that the art of engagement, ART. And video is the one medium that allows you to do that efficiently, powerfully. Um, and um, the results, I mean, the results are clear. Anyone, again, that, like I said, if you went on a 90 day trial, on any platform, Carl, that you had zero following. It's not like you need an installed base of 10,000 people. You know, you can start with zero, start up a new account on LinkedIn, start up a new account even on Instagram. And if you do, if you're consistent showing up and you're consistent in providing value for the audience, not just talking about yourself, yourself, yourself. It's not a me, me, me world. It's about generosity and helping other people get to the next step. Um, right. I can pretty much guarantee that you'll get traction. So I want I want to reiterate that because um, the the what's in it for me uh, is a, is a key element. If if you all you're doing is selling yourself, talking about yourself, that sort of thing, and not adding value to the audience, then don't expect any engagement uh, because you, you're probably not going to get it. So church world, especially, you know always be answering that question. What, what's in it? What's in it for that? The person that you're talking Churches to. Churches are the biggest yourself. offenders, Carl, right? Right. And the work that you and I see, we talk about it all the time. I'm story brand certified. What in story brand, that model, the, yep. the one tenant, if you can remember just one thing from the story brand book from Donna Miller's videos and all his teaching is that you are not the hero. The customer is the hero, right? You are not the hero. The customer is the hero. Right. So churches, uh, 
they they violate that rule a hundred percent all the time. That's one of the biggest things that is my pet peeve. And yeah. when we change that dynamic and paradigm for a church to help them with their messaging and change it, where it's not about them and it's about the audience, the target, the community that they want to reach, it's a game changer. Yeah. So I love the illustration that he uses. He talks about Star Wars and think of your audience as Luke Skywalker and think of yourself as Yoda. Okay. So you are the guide, you are the mentor, you yes. are the, uh, you know, uh, the along for the journey, but you are not the star of the show. This yes. is not your saga. Pastors, is, pastors want to be Luke Skywalker and you're not. Right. That's not your call. Your right. call is to be the herald. And even just, just basics, right? Jesus is the star. You are not the star, right? Yes. We're, we're, we're the guide bringing someone to Jesus. Right. And so, um, yep. yes, that's one of the biggest things I think. If we could fix that in your perspective and paradigm as a church, that's one of the biggest things that you can do in terms of having traction for bringing new visitors in, retaining those first-time visitors and turning them into repeat attenders. All right, one more thing for you as we leave. Talk to me about the advantage, disadvantage of raw video versus produced video. So there are some videos that you produce that are more produced. Obviously, we're going to like really produce stuff as a, a motion graphic sermon bumper, promo video, something like that. We kind of do both. We, we, can, we do some raw stuff. We do some really high produced yes. um, stuff. So talk to me about both, pros and cons of, of both. Yeah. So um, you definitely need high production value stuff. Um, and, and just, I think just theologically, God called us to be create. God is a creator. We're a creator. God wants excellence in everything that we do, right? And the church should be the epicenter and the example of that in any town square. Um, and that's why you need partners like your firm and your team, Carl, to, to help with that because most churches don't have that team and expertise. That's a very niche expertise. They don't have the in-house mm -hmm. and it's okay to find outside resources of the partner, but polished videos establish authority. Polished videos establish authority. The unscripted raw stuff, uh, they accomplish uh, trust and they accomplish relevance in, in different ways. Um, we can go into it another time, but trust and relevance um, are, are the places where you want to use that type of content um, that's raw, in the moment, behind the scenes, um, just, you know, talking head type of videos, stuff that, that is okay to produce on an iPhone and publish it. But that's why the sermon from the stage, you want that authority. You want that, the intellectual property, that type of stuff needs to be polished and clean and, and, and come off as intentional and come off as strategic and come off as, you know, something that's very easy to grasp onto, if yeah. that makes sense. It does. Well, video is the new black and uh, I, you need to trademark the phrase, man. You need to copyright <laughs> it. Awesome. Well, Kenny, thanks so much for your time, man. Really appreciate you. Always love hanging out. We, we got to do this more. That's what we always, you, you're one of the people, right? We, we always end up um, our meet and greets or our phone conversations. We got to do this more. <laughs> Definitely, man. Well, thank you. With our video production services at 1230 Media, we offer custom designed video elements that are built specifically for your church and your audience. We can make just about anything that you need for your screens.
Series trailers, sermon bumpers, promotional videos, custom countdowns, motion backgrounds, song and lyric videos, and more. All for affordable prices for your ministry. We know that quality video is in high demand. And we know that your budget may not allow for all the amount of creative staff that you need at your church. That's why we've priced our custom media services at less than half the cost of bringing on another staff member. We want to free up more dollars at your church that can be used for ministry impact in your community. We also offer retainer options for you to save even more. Our team works to get to know each church and ministry we serve, and we design your content specifically with your culture in mind. We would love for you to contact our team today to get your next custom video project in the works. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey guys, I'm honored that our company is positioned to help churches and ministries in the area of video and graphics to further the kingdom. As you heard from Kenny, video is the name of the game when it comes to online. So if we can help your church producing great video content for your church and your ministries, we would love to. Just visit us at 1230.media, that's 1230.media, to check out what we do. You can look at samples of our work and more. We would love to help you out. Next week on the show, I welcome my friend Alan Smith from Calvary Baptist Church in Columbus, Georgia. He is the communications arts pastor there, and he also leads a great conference in Columbus called Design Revival. The conference is for designers in the church and in ministry spaces. It's a great conference for your team to consider attending. It'll be online this year. Uh, So just go to designrevival.ga to check out the conference. And I'll talk with Alan more about the conference and also about how to not be a distraction in worship uh, when it comes to uh, your graphics. Uh, So not to be a distraction with graphics in your worship experience. Um, uh, That and more really great insight from Alan next week on the show. I want to thank director, producer Brent Miller Jr. and the movie Before the Wrath for sponsoring our show this week. Be sure to check out the film For Your Church is a great ministry tool for pastors and leaders to check out. Just go to beforetherath.com to check that movie out, beforetherath.com. Well, guys, go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.